Hello, everyone, and welcome to the DNA Football Talk podcast. I am the host. My name is David, and I am joined once again by my good friend, Theo. Theo, how are we doing this week, sir? <sighs> I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And I am, um, <laughs> I, you know, after this last week, had some heartbreaks, but hey, I'm here. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited to get on here and talk, man. But I, hey, it's been, it's been a great week. How are you doing? I'm I you know what I cannot complain. I mean, yes, there were some kind of anticlimactic finishes to yeah. some seasons and we will definitely get into all of that. There is a lot of football to talk about even though that we are down to the final 4. Yeah. Can you believe it, Theo? We are at the final 4. The season is almost over. We just have oh. a couple of more weeks. It's so painful, but yet so exciting because yeah. whoever wins this weekend will be going to Arizona to play in the Super Bowl. So we are excited to bring you that. And we are also very, very excited to introduce to you another guest that we are having on today's episode. What? He is a good friend of mine. His name is Glenn. Glenn, how are we doing today, sir? That's pretty good to be on, man. Uh, I know we've talked football way back, and and, and listening to your podcast, man, it's uh, it's kind of refreshing. And, and being on here is a first time deal for me, so I'm really excited. Thanks. Yeah, we are excited to have you on here. Um, but boys, let's get into it. Let's get into it because this weekend was so full of so many good games. Um, and so many not so good games either. Um, oh. But let's go. Let's 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 start. Let's start it a little bit easy. I think this is a game that kind of everyone probably saw coming. The Chiefs defeated the Jacksonville Jaguars, even at even when Patrick Mahomes went down with the injury. Chad Henney came out and drove the ball 98 yards for a touchdown. So yep. I think it was just, it, it was, it was just meant to be Jacksonville. You had a good run. We're excited to see what you do next year, especially with Calvin Ridley coming on to that offense. So that should be fun to watch, but Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs get it done. Once again, they are in the AFC championship game. I'd listen, man. I kept hearing over and over again, our, our talk from last week. And I kept hearing both of us saying, Eh, John, they Jaguars have no chance. They they got no chance in this game. It's not happening. It's 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 never. It's, like we we wanted to have the hope and you want to have the underdog story, but it's like there's no way. There's no way. And as Patrick Mahomes just like gets his foot caught up under the guy, and it's just like, oh my god, what what's happening? What is happening right now? Yeah. I was like is is this is this about to like it was? I would have man. I would have felt it. Like, even as the Chiefs are, you know, the guys expected to win, and I'm usually the underdog guy, but, man, I would have I felt so bad if they lost because of that. Like, the team, like, they, like at the end of the day, they, des they deserve to be there, you know? They deserve to be making it past this team. Normally speaking, you know, clearly, as we saw, they would not have a problem with this team. So, for them to lose on that would have been terrible. But, yeah, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, the Chiefs are going to a, a well-coached team. Is gonna do what a well-coached team does, and you know it, it's not necessarily all on. Even when you have such a natural, automatic Hall of Fame guy already there on your team, like it doesn't matter. Like you know, the, like you, like you said, Henny Henny takes the ball down the field immediately, scores, and you know, and it's like okay, we're good. We're still we're, we're still good enough to beat this team that is also a playoff caliber team. So, you know, it was amazing to see. I mean, I. 
Do I do I wish the game was a little more competitive? Sure, but you know, at the end of the day, the drama was in the Mahomes injury, and that's where the the drama still is today. Right, exactly. So, mm-hmm. Glenn, was this a surprise to you at all? I mean, you know, twenty to twenty-seven Chiefs. Uh, to be totally honest, I expected the Chiefs to come out blowout win. Uh, <laughs> watching Mahomes' injury, man, I. <laughs> I felt that when I was watching, I was like, oh man, yeah, that's going to hurt later. And then I saw him kind of throw some stuff on the sidelines, like Tom Brady. And I was like, oh, okay. He's still got some life. (laughs) Right. Next thing you know, comes back in after Chad Henney of all people scoring a touchdown. Um, Dude's been in the league like 15 years or something like that. And still being able to do it. Um, I I just expected more, um, maybe a little bit more of a shootout. Um, on the chief side because you know they're very pass heavy mm-hmm. uh, and then yeah trevor lawrence seems to be the the fourth quarter comeback guy again but well we'll see down the road i still think there's hope there in jacksonville oh yeah um, they got the talent they got doug peterson i mean trevor lawrence is arguably one of the most talented people to come out of college to be just naturally gifted at the quarterback position so i mean we'll see but yeah, I kind of expected more of a point percentage difference, uh, heavily on the Chiefs side. You know, and I think I think you're I think everyone is with you on that one, Glenn. Because I mean, I honestly was expecting a blowout. Now, of course, I think that along with the rest of America, when we saw Patrick Mahomes go down, we were like, "It's Jacksonville's time. This is their time to shine." You know, like this is gonna happen. They're yeah. they're gonna they're gonna do the upset in Arrowhead. And we are going to see the Jacksonville Jaguars back in the AFC championship game. But, you know, of course, as Theo said, man, a well-coached team is always going to be a well-coached team. I mean, we're kind of seeing that in San Francisco with Brock Purdy. Nothing against Brock Purdy. He seems like a dog. He seems like a guy. But again, it's Kyle Shanahan. We, Mm -hmm. we, We saw the best of Matt Ryan with Kyle Shanahan. And so, I mean, we have to understand that. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo went into that system. He's won. We didn't really get to see a whole lot of Trey Lance. Who knows what's going to happen with him, especially now with the Brock Purdy situation. I think San Francisco is always going to have a big question mark over their franchise with who their quarterback is going to be. But, I mean, there is definitely hope there in Duval. I mean, Jacksonville... No one was expecting this. I mean, they drafted they drafted back-to-back years with the first over or no, I'm sorry. They had a, the first overall pick, you know, and to to go all the way to the playoffs into the divisional round. You know, I mean, especially after the great comeback that they just had against the Chargers this the week before. I mean, there's hope there. Doug Peterson mm-hmm. is going to get those boys right. It seems like that those guys are bought, bought in especially into their system and into the winning and everything. Trevor Lawrence He's he's starting to kind of come into his own in the NFL, which is fun to oh, watch, yeah. you know. Okay. So, but um, but okay. So my next question for you, because kind of what what Glenn said, I almost expected a little bit more. I understand that Patrick Mahomes went down, but I kind of expected a little bit more from the Kansas City Chiefs. And if you look at this season, there's been games against teams that. They should really not have any kind of an issue with. I mean, the Houston Texans, they barely beat them, you know, just a few weeks ago late into the season. It, should should they be worried about the Cincinnati Bengals coming in, especially after what we saw from Cincy last week? I mean, Joe Burrow is on a mission to get back to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. 
Oh man, Joe Bar like he's yeah, we'll we'll get there, I'm sure what that dude. I don't know, man. I've been seeing some debates going on online about, you know, like who is the actual kind of one oh one, the one QB. Man, the 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 grit that he has is amazing. But um yeah. I'll say this, man. I, I think I I I do agree. I do agree, and I think that was my initial thought was that man, I, I can't you know, I can't expect this to be a decisive win, like a, like a, you know, like Chiefs to really flex their, you know, their power here. Like, so like, okay, like, you know, it's, it's cute that you guys made it here. Like, you know, congratulations, but you know, this, let's show you what a real team looks like. And I'm, I think at the end of the day, I'm going to, I'm going to chalk, chalk that up mostly to that injury, to the shock of the injury and just kind of adapting and adjusting to what is, you know, like the, it's not like these Jaguars, this Jaguars team has a bunch of bums. You know, they've they've got some good players on no. defense. Um, you know, they and Evan they're, Ingram they're has shown team. Right. Yeah. And Evan Ingram apparently has shown interest. There's there's mutual like interest to come back. Uh-huh. You know, so and he's he's a weapon on that offense. Yeah, big part. Big part of that offense. So I I I I completely understand. I think I felt a little bit of that too, but I I'm 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 willing to chalk most of the, that up to the injury. And um, I mean, it's the, the thing about it is like the injury is here, and and like now it's happening. It's you know this is an injury that's a four week thing, and Mahomes is now going into this next game like on you know he should be on rest. So we'll see if it affects this upcoming game. But you know, as for, for right now, I'm willing to say well. You know, I'll chalk that up to the injury, but hopefully you guys can bring it because this this Bengals team is real. Very real. They I mean they they are definitely a threat. And uh man, I you know, me and Glenn were talking a little bit off air, and mm-hmm. I think I, I think I surprised you with what I said here, Glenn. And I mean you, you can you can kind of share your thoughts on this, but I'm just gonna say it, guys. Joe Burrow is the number one quarterback in the NFL. And and I truly believe that. I think the guy is gritty. The guy is a winner. He's been a captain since his rookie year, which shows a lot about his character and how he can really kind of relate to everyone in that locker room. It's not easy to go into a losing culture and to be selected team captain your first year as a quarterback, and then to have the injury that he did in the mid of his rookie year, which kind of really, it looked like, honestly, that that could have been it for Joe Burrow. You know, his 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 career could have been over, you know, with that kind of an injury. But then he comes back the next year. He leads the Cincinnati Bengals team, who selected first-round picks, first overall picks, back-to-back years, Got his boy Jamar Chase in the building when everyone thought that they should have had the the offensive line. You know they they should have built up the offensive line. He still gets sacked like it seems like eight times a game. Yep. Although they have cleaned it up a little bit here towards <laughs> the end of the year. But I mean, this guy just wins. I mean, he has truly led. And nothing against Patrick Mahomes, nothing against Josh Allen. Those those guys are definitely elite, high level quarterbacks. But if you want to tell me that, hey, I have a choice, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, you know, all these young quarterbacks who kind of like what we were talking about last last episode, Theo, kind of the the passing of the baton, you know? Yes. I mean, the NFL is in good hands, but 
out of all of those quarterbacks, if I am starting a franchise today, my number one overall pick is going to be none other than Joe Burrow. He's hands down the best quarterback in the league. The guy wins. The guy's cool. I mean, he's Joe Cool, man. I mean, yeah. I love it. I mean, everyone saw that clip of him throwing the ball in pre-warmups and doing a spin as he threw it. I mean, he <laughs> right. was just feeling it. You don't do that in front of Bill's Mafia in the snow. I mean, that was that was the game that the Bills should have won. And DeMar Hamlin was in the building. I mean, come on. What's what's going on? So I don't know. Like I said, Glenn, you can you can tell tell us your thoughts because I'm interested to see what your thoughts are. But I mean, Joe Burrow, give me him as my not my number one quarterback. You know, Dave, uh normally I would say you'd be smoking something different, but um <laughs> you know, uh I don't think you're far off. Um I would select currently Joe Burrow over Patrick Mahomes. If you look at the AFC, you know, and, and I'm a huge, huge Bucks fan, as you know that. And yep. you know, back from the Sombrero days, God help me. Um <laughs> but uh yeah. So if you look back at the NFC, right, you've had the breezes, you've had, well, now Brady, you've had mm-hmm. the the dynasty of the Packers for such a long time. But then you shift yep. to the youth and the raw talent and the coaching that you currently have in the AFC. I honestly think they take the cake and they take the Super Bowls for multiple years for the, at least the oh, next yeah. decade, unless there's some weird injury ring. But right. You can't count out Mahomes. The one thing that these guys both have is outstanding field vision. They know how to do their checkdowns. They have an incredible, accurate arm. Mm-hmm. Like when the Bucks played uh, the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and he made that, or uh, Patrick Mahomes made that parallel to the ground throw, like thirty yards to Travis Kelsey's face in the end yeah. zone, and he dropped it. I was like, okay, two things are going to happen here. We are absolutely losing this game because this dude's the next next level. God level quarterback or that was the exact play that we needed because he dropped the ball in the end zone. And right. then you take a step back and you see how the development of Joe Burrow uh, leaving Ohio state, then going to LSU, taking LSU from kind of a dump team and then all the way undefeated through the sec, which is no easy feat. Um, no. Just look how long it took Georgia to do that. And then, you take them into the NFL, which is the cream of the crop, elite people that live and breathe the sport every single day. And the dude shows up dressed just ridiculously, which, you know what? You're an NFL player. You can do that. But he shows up with this cool, calm, collected kind of swagger-ish. And mm-hmm. he just yeah. he hits people in stride. He doesn't. Rarely have I seen him do this was to throw the ball behind people. His arm is not like Josh Allen where he could throw the length of the field behind his back. Right. But he can still hit people in stride down the field and short and like no yeah. effort at all. Um, his O-line was absolute trash in the beginning of the year and, and they came back. Um, what you saw with the Chiefs was no matter who's at quarterback after the injury for Patrick Mahomes, they have the O-line. They have the wide receivers. They have the running backs. They absolutely had the defense. So the quarterback, whoever's there, should be perfectly fine. Now, you had Chad Henney. He had uh, experience. But Patrick Mahomes is still next level. I still think it's 
that's a tough pick between one and two. I think they will flip flop. Um, I think at the end of the day, unless Joe Burrow, long term wise, uh, wins MVPs or a Super Bowl, uh, Mahomes will still technically be over him. But you talk about current talent right now, 2022, 2023, Burrow might have the edge. Um, that's just from my perspective. Um, but you're not far off, man. I think yeah. it's tough. I think it's a tough. It's a tough argument to make either way. You just you have arguments for both sides on um on in this uh, in this uh in this debate. It's 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 tough to make that call, man, because you just got you you have different kind of takes. That, and I saw like on Good Morning Football, they were having this kind of debate um where he was talking about like okay, like the the other thing about this is who's the if we're talking about head to head matches. Who's been the one to come out on top? Is Burrow, you know, like three, like all three matches that they've had has has come up Bengals, you know, Bengals have beaten Bengals beat them again this week. It's like, like I don't know, like how can you say, like how can you outright come on, how can you come out here and say, well, you know, no, you know, Mahomes is still on top. Like, yes, um, Mahomes has the Super Bowl and and the MVPs and all that, but. You know, like we know that Burrow is capable of all that. We know he can't do it. Um, it's at the end of the day, like if he comes out, wins this game, and then wins the Super Bowl, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I think it's at that point, it's definitive for me. Like I, I'm taking, I'm taking a Burrow. Like, and we're like debate. This is like we're literally we're debating. Like the difference is like a hair, right? Like it's not it's right. really just not that much. You take either of these guys any day of the week. But if we're talking about and just what we were talking about last week, they like just that ability to will your team to a win, and it's just Mahomes has it too. But man, Burrow just—it just feels like he can beat anyone at any time if if he just unlocks that power, like the like this, right. and this power that he has to just do it. Yeah, and it's not like they have like this crazy talented like outside of Joe Burrow. I mean, I get that they have Jamar Chase, they have Joe Mixon, who is a dynamic back, but like, look at their off, look at their defense. You know, I mean, not mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. not to really say that they're not talented, right? Because they are, you know. But like, there's no one really super crazy on this team. You know, you don't have this like almost like an X factor on either side of the ball outside of you know of the the few that I just mentioned, and so that's why I take Burrow because. It, it, it is. It's it's a hair, you know, I mean, and, and it can kind of flip flop, you know, depending on what week you, you watch them. Right. Mm-hmm. But when you when you look at what the Joe Burrow took the Cincinnati Bengals, like a team that <laughs> yep. didn't didn't even have an indoor practice facility, you know, until Pat McAfee finally signed the petition. You know, I mean, like it was just like he didn't they. This was a franchise that just didn't seem like it was built to win. And then they go out, they get Zach Taylor, who, I mean, did, did he come from the Sean McVay tree? Is he a, is he a product uh, of that? I can't, I'm, I can't remember if that's the tree. I, I want to say yes, but I'm, okay. I'm, I'm not... So, Sure. Yeah. So he 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 might he might have come from that. He might not have. I mean, if he has, then obviously there is some credibility there, and we understand that. But you know, we look at. I mean, Zach Taylor, not this great. You know, at least when he started, he wasn't 
this great head coach. You know what I mean? Now, I love what he's done in Cincinnati, how he's going out to sports bars and everything else like that. And it's just like, hey, this is for y'all. Mm-hmm. You know, we do this for you guys. I mean, like, that's, I mean, that's, that's just, I mean, PR 101. You know what I mean? Like, you, you do that. You know, you get out in front of those fans. That's how, that's how, you know, Bill's Mafia, you know, forms and everything else like that. And I wish that the Tampa Bay, um, you know, franchise would, understand that here in tampa (laughs) but i mean you you look at what joe burrow has been able to do with the team that he was kind of dealt you know i mean patrick mahomes he sat behind alex smith for a year no one really knew who he was everyone kind of laughed at him being drafted um you know and i mean even uh the the cheetah tyree kill he came out and he was just like bro i thought patrick mahomes was trash when he started you know Mm -hmm. and so it was just and but he sat behind Alex Smith for a year and it was Alex Smith that he was MVP candidate the year that he sat behind him. Yeah. So he sat behind almost a prime Alex Smith. He was able to sit in an Andy Reed's offense for a year, pick the pick Andy Reed, who is probably one of the greatest head coaches to do it as far as developing quarterbacks. And, you know, he, he, he has, he had all Patrick Mahomes had all the cards play for him where Joe Burrow had all the cards stacked against him. And the fact that Joe Burrow has now been able to lead his team, the Cincinnati Bengals, to an AFC championship game two years in a row, and this is only his third year in the league. I mean, everyone wants to talk about, you know, Patrick Mahomes. They've been to three of the last four AFC championships. Well, now Burrow has been to two of the last three. You know, so we might be seeing kind of like a – a Cleveland Cleveland Cavaliers and Golden State Warriors kind of thing going on, you know, where the next several years is just going to be these two teams. But let's let's talk. Let's continue to to stay on this point, but kind of shift it just a little bit because we talk about how good Joe Burrow is, and we talk about how good the Cincinnati Bengals team is, and how well Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are. And then we look at the Buffalo Bills and we look at Josh Allen and we and we look at this team who it just seems like they just have every year they're starting to become the Dallas Cowboys of the AFC. It's <sighs> supposed to be their year this year. It was the team of destiny this year. You had you had all the things that just the NFL writers it was supposed to happen. We were supposed to have a Chiefs bills rematch in arrowhead and it was supposed to be stefan diggs celebrating in the confetti instead of watching from the sideline with that infamous picture that we see but instead they get absolutely outplayed from the start of the game to the finish of the game josh Mm -hmm. allen did not look that great at all no 25 of 42 265 yards zero touchdowns one interception he did run a touchdown. He did run for a touchdown. And this is the other thing. Eight carries for 26 yards. He was the lead carrier in this Bills offense. Bills, listen to me. You have an absolute tank of a quarterback. And yes, it is probably fun to watch him go out there and to just run middle linebackers over. I get it. It's fun. It sells tickets. I understand that. But... Get yourself a true running back. Don't have your star quarterback throw for 42 attempts 
and try and outplay this and this Bengals offense through the air. You have to keep Joe Burrow off of the field, and that's something that they did not do. They didn't keep Joe Burrow off the field, and that's something that, that that's the recipe for failure. 33, 33 minutes, almost thirty four minutes of time of possession for the Bengals versus the twenty six minutes versus the Bills. I mean, this is the recipe for failure. And yeah. that's exactly what they did. Go out, go out and get yourself a running back. Go and get someone. I yeah. understand that you got Naheem. Honestly, if I'm the Bills, I'm looking at Tampa. I'm looking at Tampa and I'm going, you know what? Tampa is in a situation where Tom Brady is leaving and they don't have enough cap space to keep the players who came down there for Tom Brady. They got Rashad White. He looks like the true number one running back, probably moving into next year. Lenny still has some yardage and miles on those legs that he can go. And if I'm the Bills, I'm going after Leonard Fournette this offseason in a trade. If if I'm the Bills, honestly. Yeah, um, because I, I, I think that that would be good, but Theo, man, this was supposed to be our week where we're celebrating, man. And it's not. I told you, man. Like, so I told you before we started recording, man, my bracket, like, my this weekend, my bracket just got destroyed. Just, just exactly what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, got completely. It's just, it's, it, it just was so surprising to me as I was watching that game. It just, it just didn't look like the builds knew, like, they felt, it just, Felt like they just got were gobsmacked, man. Like they just got like out completely outplayed in their own backyard. I mean, just like every the, the main thing that I kept that I kept going back to was like, um, I don't know if any of you guys uh like used to play the Pokemon games, and it's just like you are like in and when you are in your environment in your gym, you're supposed to have a you're supposed to have an advantage, a tactical advantage. Like you had the elements out there. You guys had the whole game. Like, is it cold enough? It's not cold enough. Give me the snow. Give me the elements. You got the stadium that's like, okay, like, welcome the snow. And it just, like, the snow seemed to be your enemy in this game when it was your opponent's friend. Like, every, they, they, it, it stopped. It did not stop Burrow one, not one iota, not one, you know, he was smooth and everything just worked out. So you, we can't come, you know, so that's not an excuse to give like the environment and what was going on with the snow is not an excuse because they were doing it on the other side, the defense right. and the offense, like both, it was just a collapse of just gigantic proportions, man. And, and, and I don't know this, like something like, and like you said, throughout the year, throughout this year, as dominant as they've looked, they've had these games where you're like, Hmm, like, Okay, like maybe they're not because you know they came out on fire, right? Like they came out in that first right. game, and it's just like who is ever gonna beat the Bills? I like that's what I felt after watching the first game of them playing. Yes, yeah, just like who is ever gonna beat them? Like they have everything, and maybe it was missing Von Miller, you know. Maybe that's that was one of the catalysts of like that team, like actually like kind of being something that could stop you on offense and could always attack on on well, could stop, yeah could always attack on offense. And okay, so like, here's yeah, well, well, yeah, yeah here here's saying? my question for both of you guys. Mm -hmm. And and you can, you guys can answer at, you know, whatever pecking order you want to, but do you think that Von Miller if Von Miller is out there is this a different game or no? I mean, you can if go I may. So, I got family from Buffalo. Like moms from Buffalo. The weather was in their favor. 
They love that snow. That's like a normal Tuesday. Yeah. Walking out and there's sleet on the floor. <laughs> You're sliding all over the place. Where the Bills failed. And as a Bucks fan, we watched the entire season. We're like the last five minutes of the game, right? <clears throat> but we're not ahead. The Bills, historically, over this course of the season, would be ahead. Tank the second and third quarter. Mm. And then somehow pull something out of their fifth point or fourth point of contact, right? Right. So you have Leslie Frazier as your defensive coordinator. You have arguably probably top 10 ever defensive coordinator. And all of a sudden you want to play zone defense on a slippery surface. When you need quick reaction time, you need to make sure that you have your cuts, right? Right. Press up, do man and and give them a run for their money. The D line absolutely had no jump off Bengals D line. The, uh, and their defensive backs were running into each other. If you man up and press, granted, it's a hard game. It's a long, hard game for that. Um, but you don't get 27 points scored on you unless you get uh, people outran. Um, so do you but, think that they played zone because of the lack of pass pass um, pressure? Uh, traditionally, yeah, you probably would do that. Um, they had pretty strong safeties for the Bills. Um mm-hmm. But if you look at their 10 points, right, Josh Allen's touchdown and a field goal, their run game was trash outside of Josh Allen. It's like watching the Bucks. Your primary wide res- your primary running back, I know we love Lenny Fournette for the Bucks, but Devin Singletary is not the running back of the future for the Bills. He's right. got talent, right? But what every team that is in the playoffs have done over the series of years is draft O-line that can push. Mm. You can always back up and block but you have to be able to push. If you have no solid run game, you don't score points. It's that simple. Unless right. you got some ridiculous setup like the 90s uh, 49ers and uh, Cowboys did with just the most elite receivers that we've seen in decades as a pair. Right. right. And which I hate saying that as a Bucks fan and my <laughs> wife's a Cowboys fan, but whatever. So, um, but the Bills, they they get these these hype and, the, and this passion. Their fan base is ridiculous, man. Those people will go anywhere for that team uh, to include hockey and, and everything else around the region. So they, I feel like they get this hype. They get the talent. They get to where they're expected to excel, and they choke. I mean, I hate to say it, but it's true. Um, the, the run game was kind of lackluster. Uh, Josh Allen had maybe half the amount of time he usually does to throw the ball because the Bengals D line just got that fast off the ball. Uh, and he, he can hold it and he can absolutely run people over, but your quarterback is not designed to take hits the way he was taking and, and, and game the, the, the football match or game, whatever um, the way he was, you don't want him running around. You want him to be able to take his reads and his checkdowns. Stefan Diggs was getting some passes, but not as open as he should be because the mm-hmm. Bengals were playing up. They were playing man on man. And, you know, everyone rags on Eli Apple, but he, he did pretty solid this time around. Um, man, that guy. you know, like Darrell Revis, but he was, wow. he was man up but, and the Bills <laughs> choked flat out. Uh, Eli- Bengals they did. Play. Yeah, they did. They did. Eli was just, uh, man, I'm just, the reaction of him online just was what pissed me off, man. Because I just, like, this dude, I don't know if you any of you saw, like, his Twitter, like, like he just went off, like, just kind of, like, you know, talking his stuff, like, on online, just, like, 
you know, like Stefan Diggs made a post about, you know, y'all want me to be sad about this. Y'all want me, y'all want me to be happy about winning. I'm not gonna do that, all that stuff. And you know, he's posting on on Stefan Diggs posts and like talking about I'm like is there any corner that has more clips of getting burned than you? I'm just like, he's just right. yeah. so cocky. And I'm like, dude, you have been burned in some of the biggest spots in front of, like, just be humble. But I mean, listen, he did he did what he needed to do that game, but I'm just like, this is not the time, dude. No, but, and yeah. I did see some of that, and I was just kind of like, man, you don't have, <laughs> man, you... You're not Jalen Ramsey. You you're can't not. talk that kind of trash. You know what I mean? Like, I, I get it. You know, you're supposed to have confidence in yourself. You know, I mean, Chase Claypool in his head was a top three receiver in the league. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so, I mean, I get it. You're supposed to you're supposed to be the best in your head. I do. And I respect it. But, dude, come on. Like, you're not good. You know, I mean, yeah, you're you've had your moments. You've had your spotlight and everything else like that. But let's be really honest, man. The highlights alone just in last year's Super Bowl could have gotten right. you kicked off of, you know, exactly. someone else's, you know, so. Don't hype yourself up too much there, Eli. And I mean, you're lucky that you're not going up against Tyreek this year again, because I bet you Tyreek is tasting blood in the water if 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 he if he's facing up against him again. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I mean, he's gonna have to go up against Juju. I mean, they've probably seen each other, you know, a couple of times when with Juju was you know in in the golden yellow, um, or black and yellow. I'm sorry about that, but um, y- you know. <sighs> Eli, chill out, man. You're 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 not that good. It's like it's so so I saw I actually read something and it was like Eli Apple is the who celebrates getting an A on the class project when he contributed absolutely nothing. <laughs> exactly. Right. He's like, hey man, I showed up and I presented the project. Like, you know, and, like, and, like you're celebrating more than everyone else, and you just like <laughs> right like nah man chill out man you're it'll be all right so but i mean are are the bills just destined to be just cursed like are because i mean we every year we want to talk about the bills every year we want to say hey look these guys are the guys these these are the teams to be especially like theo you mentioned it in the beginning of the year you look at that game and you're like who's gonna beat this team like legit who is going to beat this team they're about to go 17 and 0 like i don't see anybody beating them and then kind of as glenn mentioned they they would get off then you know they would get off to a hot start then they would kind of die into the in the middle of the game and then somehow you know kind of pull it out of thin air in the fourth quarter to win some of these games and i understand that there has been some blowouts but at this point are can can we say that Okay, I have a question for you guys. This is this this I'm very interested to see this. This is the quarterback podcast this week. <laughs> I have seen sure. some some things out there on social media and I don't know if I agree with this. But they're saying that Josh that they would take prime, okay? Now, I had to put that in emphasis, okay? So they would take prime Cam Newton over Josh Allen. All, all right, all right. I, I, I think we've gone a little too far there. Okay, right. yeah, see? Cause... And, and the Kool-Aid's very strong on the internet, so. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get carried away. Like, prime, prime for one, prime Cam Newton was, I mean, like, that one season, 
Like I know he, yeah. I know he has been like you know he was good for a while, like good enough at least. Like, but there's you know the one season where they made the Super Bowl, I think, was his best year. Uh, there's no, there's no way, there's no, there's no way there. No, Cam Newton was definitely like, like it's not that Josh Allen is the most accurate, but man, Cam Newton couldn't make a bad throw. Oh my. Right. Yeah. And that's the, and I think that that's where it's coming from because, you know, when Josh Allen wasn't looking like he was going to be a franchise right. quarterback, Cam Newton was available. And so I think that people are starting to get a little bit loud. You know, they're probably in their emotions and everything else like that, which I get, you know, try, I get it, but let's relax a little bit. Cam Newton, prime Cam Newton is nowhere near the level of Josh Allen right now. I think even one of the lowest forms of Josh Allen is probably better than Cam Newton, if not equal. Yeah, I'd say I'd say when when Josh Allen came into the league with you know with the rough start, that was the the you know the biggest comparison, um, comparison time for him and Cam Newton. Like that, I could see like you know because Cam that, that to me that was Cam Newton always like he was able to do something magical from time to time. Because he had that big arm and the rushing ability, but it never, you know, he didn't put it together the way that Josh Allen has. Like, no, I, I don't think there's a comparison yeah. there. Yeah, it's definitely, I, when I saw that, I was like, okay, let's relax a little bit. So let's move on, though. Bills, Mafia, man, hey, there's always next year. You know, join the Dallas Cowboys, I guess. I don't know what to tell you. Speaking of the Dallas Cowboys, let me just go. Can, can, would you guys mind if I just, you know, it's, I mean, Glenn, you've, you, you, you've, <laughs> oh man, see Theo, you already know what's going to happen. You see what I'm saying? Like you already feel the, this is what I do every week. And if you're a loyal listener, you know, I go on at least one rant a week. I'm going to, I'm going to go on a rant a little bit about these Dallas Cowboys because I'm so Ooh. sick and tired of their fans. Let me tell you something. Yeah. You guys won the wild card against Tampa, against Tom Brady, against the go. I get it. I understand that, but let me, let me give you a little reality check that Tampa Bay Buccaneers team that you played in the wild card round was not a playoff team as a Tampa Bay fan. We had no business being in the playoffs this year. Even no. with Tom Brady at quarterback, our offense was off the entire year. We went from scoring over 35 points a game the last two seasons with Tom Brady to averaging only 17 a game this season. Okay, we were riddled with it on our offensive line that completely killed us. Now, I get it. We got mean, you know, we got mean red Jen, Ryan Jensen back and everything like that last week. But man, that was just one game. Yes, you guys have Micah Parsons. He is arguably probably one of the best defensive, you know, defenders in the league right now to date. And uh, if he stays healthy, this man is going to have a great, great career. But don't think that because you rolled into Tampa Bay, which is a, a very easy fan base to sway the opposite way. <laughs> and if you're in Tampa, you understand this, okay? When I looked at Raymond James Stadium, I saw a lot of blue there. So it's not like you guys were in hostile territory. Okay. So you guys came in here. You guys beat us up and everything else like that. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. You, you beat a non. <laughs> you, it's like, it, it, it's like you beat the, it, the, the strongest, like, 
nerd you know what i mean like i hate to put it like that but i mean like honestly like you know you you beat up the alpha of you know the uh, uh of the chess club you know what i mean like it, it's nothing to really you know kind of puff your chest about so then you go into san francisco and you guys think that's your hot stuff well let me you, you see what happens you have dak prescott as quarterback and dak prescott is not a winning quarterback you're never gonna see a lombardi trophy come through dallas with dak prescott at quarterback i just have to give you a reality check dak prescott is a polished version of Jameis winston okay and from a Jameis winston person who I was a Tampa fan and I believed in Jameis for the five years because he gave me that he gave me that faux vision, you know, for so long. He blurred my vision because we saw this, we saw the talent there, right? He can make every throw and he could he could he could win us a game, but he could also lose us a game. And that's exactly what Dak Prescott is, but he's a little bit more polished up because he hasn't stolen crab legs in the past. But outside of that, <laughs> let me tell you something, man. You Dallas fans can just go ahead and ride off into the sunset of this season. We'll see you next year. We know it's going to be your time next year. You can join the Buffalo Bills fans next year. And maybe one day, if 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 the if the NFL gods do decide to, you know, bless us with such a Super Bowl, we'll, we might see the Buffalo Bills and the D Dallas Cowboys. But I can promise you this. It's not going to be with Dak Prescott at quarterback because he is the polished version of Jameis Winston. And uh, yeah, I'm glad that you guys got beat by Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. <laughs> you had to mention Jameis. He threw it to everybody to include the other team. <laughs> okay. No, oh, man, man. Like the Cowboys, they, man, their fan base is so dang annoying. It is. I mean, the only one that tops it is the Eagles. And I know that's coming up, but geez. Yeah. So defensive battle 12 to 9, 49ers win, right? Um, big, big difference was pressure off the D line, right? Man, Dak Prescott, he has, he has the footwork, he has the arm. He just, he's starting to remind me of when Tony Romo got immense pressure. Mm. Cowboys have had fantastic O-line and pretty decent receivers and, and overall pretty decent running backs through the course of time. Their defense has been pretty spot on for the most part. Um, but at in towards the tail end with Romo, he started throwing it to the other team. Uh, it's like, dude, you have wide open wide receivers. You have CeeDee Lamb. If you look at the stats, Dak Prescott, I, I think at the stats like 80% of the time will throw it to CeeDee Lamb. Yeah. And when he's not open, uh, just just pray that it, the other team doesn't catch it. Uh, how about that? So yeah. And then you got Brock Purdy, who, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna drink this Kool Aid, and I'm gonna say that they're going to the Super Bowl. But Brock Ooh. Purdy is the most composed rookie ever. Um, he can actually run. Yeah, he comes from Iowa State, which traditionally is a very pass heavy offense. And he hits people where they need to be hit in the hands. Yeah. And picking apart the Dallas defense in, in very key moments with a, sh a small pass, long pass uh, over the middle, the George Kittle catch was absolutely ridiculous. Shout oh, out to man. George for that, though, man. God, amazing catch of I the mean, year. You want to um, talk about concentration? Focus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, and he's got the attitude that goes with it. He like, does. <laughs> like Purdy. He shows the composure of what was it, 2010 or 11? Aaron Rodgers. Um, yeah. he sits in the pocket. He his offensive line is spectacular. I, I have to commend them on that. Uh, his running back, uh, I can't even tell you who his running back is because it doesn't matter. 
because the defense is either going to score you points or stop them three and out. Nick Bosa is, I know you said Nick uh, Parsons is uh, probably one of the best, but Nick Bosa has played ridiculously well this year and Lights he's coming out, off man. the ball. It reminded me of like Simeon Rice, George, uh, uh, Mike Strahan, uh, just edge rushers that San Francisco wish they had for a long period of time. Right. Uh, your defensive backs look even better because you got Nick Bosa in your face. Yeah. Uh, the score does not surprise me. Um, the disappointment in the Cowboys fan base does not surprise me either. Um, and I just love to watch them frown and cry. Uh, I would prefer the Eagles lose, but they did not this time around. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't think Dak Prescott is the quarterback of their future. You could stick any other quarterback in there and they might've actually won. I just, I don't think Dak makes the key late decisions when they're behind when they're in front i mean right. anyone's good but when you're behind you got a tough defense he he seems to be making his his reads aren't bad they're just not fast enough especially when you got people in your face mm, yeah. Uh, yeah that's, that's just that's, all i gotta say about that yeah i think that's a really good way to put it right there that um i i, I agree with that i mean Listen, I'm, I'm am I the biggest? You know, I'm I'm definitely not a cowboy supporter. Like, you know, I I have friends that are fans of them as well, and they're insufferable. But I mean, I I like man, I I have liked Dak going up. I've enjoyed seeing him. You know, the way he's coming to the league and the growth and all, like getting to this point. Happy for him, but I mean, at the end of the day, I have to agree with everything you guys are saying. Um, it's just, it's he's a you know and. I hate to say this because while I like Dak, I hate this guy that I'm going to compare him to. But at the, when it boils down to it, you know, I think he's he's Kirk Cousins. You know, it's it's oh. it's a uh, it's a guy that can do whatever you need them to do in the regular season and in the sunlight. But you know, as soon as as soon as the you know the that microscope you know is zooming in on you and you're playing in that in that game where everyone's looking and the game that you need to win and the game that, you know, the way you need to go up against a tough defense or you, you need to overcome something that seems kind of like, like in, you know, insurmountable. It's just, it's not, you don't have enough. You just don't have enough. There's not enough in there. And I agree that it's not necessarily that he can't make any throw. It's that, for whatever reason, like you, you saw multiple times on Sunday that it was just that's behind, that's that's late, that's not where it, it's just not in that perfect like that one, uh, that one deep pass to CD where that he that he you know CD's got two guys draped all over him and he comes down with the catch. It's a great pass and catch, but if he throws that ball in stride. CD, he's still that's a touchdown. He's gone, like you know, and just putting it in that position, giving your guy a chance to do more with it than just catch it. Um, it's that's a talent that just it, unfortunately for the quarterback position, we just don't see that. You know, like that's a next level talent, and you know, you just don't see it a lot. And that's one of the amazing things that we seem to have in in Purdy right now because I've seen him do it. You know, I've seen him do it over and over again, where it's just. That, that ball is perfectly placed. Maybe, you know, and Purdy's not the biggest deep ball thrower, but, like, the listen, because they don't ask him to do that much because they have such, you know, such great yak guys on that team. Um, but 
every like when Purdy releases the ball, it just it's it's like it's like locked on. Like there's one catch that he made the Kittle man and Kittle. It literally like you know the bread basket catch is just like it couldn't yeah. get more perfect. It couldn't get more perfect than that. Like it's just like and it's it's amazing to see what's happening there. But I you know at the end of the day I gotta agree. Like Dallas. I'm sorry. I don't know if I'm really sorry, but I mean, I'm sorry. To, for, You're for not sorry, team. Theo. Come on, man. Be honest to the people. I wasn't, no need to I wasn't apologize. Sorry. I, man, I wasn't like sorry. I said, man, I've been a dark fan, but uh, you know, I, it's just, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen with him. I, I, I'm going to have to agree there. And yeah. You know, welcome. Come on. Welcome to the off season. <laughs> yeah hey you know join join the rest of us there's there's 28 you know fan bases that are sitting here on the couches watching the watching the last four teams you know kind of go at it to get to the super bowl but let's to to kind of wrap it up here uh, and i'm gonna wrap it up with brock purdy theo I, I think he hit all the right points with him i think that brock purdy needs to be the quarterback moving forward in san francisco and here's why You've had Jimmy G for a few years. He's won you. He's won you games. He's got you to a Super Bowl. You know he got you to an NFC Championship game last year as well. You know, so I mean, I feel like people forget how good San Francisco has really been over the last four or five years. Yeah. You know, I mean they've they've been really really good and they've been in it almost every year. And the defense somehow some way continues to get better. But Jimmy Garoppolo is is a huge cap hit, and he's starting to get a little bit older, man. I think he's now in his 30s. He's not this young quarterback anymore. Then you drafted Trey Lance. Let's just be honest. It's not going to work with Trey Lance. Not the way that Kyle Shanahan likes to have his offense run, which is very slow, methodical, down the field, kind of mm-hmm. with a few different trick plays up your sleeve. Mm-hmm. And he's just going to rely on his defense to win you games. Yeah. That's exactly what his dad did in the NFL when he coached football. That's exactly why his dad saw so much success when he coached football. And so, you know, you, you look at you look at Brock Purdy now. And Brock Purdy is just a young Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, he he is. He's a great game manager, and that's all you need. Fagan, to kind of answer your question yes. uh, about, about earlier, the running back in San Francisco is Christian McCaffrey. You know, yeah. so I mean, you, you want right, to talk about... I feel about... like an idiot, but thank you. <laughs> I wasn't going to say... I was, I was, I was, I was hey, look, I just like... wanted to try... I, 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 I was trying to ease up because I'm sitting there, I'm like... It doesn't matter. I'm like, wait a minute. It's Christian McCaffrey, man. I mean, this guy is a game changer, but I mean, no, it's all love. It's all love Glenn. But, um, now, so here we go. So we got Christian McCaffrey. You have Elijah Mitchell also on the backfield. Those two guys, when they run the ball and they get hot, they they can, they can really, you know, kind of relieve the pressure off of the quarterback. You have a great offensive line there and Brock Purdy. Look, he did exactly what a Jimmy Garoppolo would do. This is what we've been seeing now for the last several years with Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo isn't going to go out there and throw for 400 yards and three or four touchdowns a game. That's not what he's going to do, but he's going to win games. Why? He's going to be slow. He's going to be methodical. He's going to game. He's going to manage the game, and he's going to make sure that his team, you know, just out outlasts the other team. Brock Purdy in this game against the Dallas Cowboys, 19 of 29, 214 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, but I mean, come on, man. I mean, like move forward with Brock Purdy. I think it's a great story. I think that the team 
obviously loves this guy. I mean, yeah. you can see it. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's gonna be tough. Is... Man. It's gonna be tough for them to if he if he does. I mean, at this point, it's already gonna be tough. Even if he loses this week, it's gonna be tough for them to kind of go back it to is, the drawing yeah. board with anyone. Um, I I I don't I don't know. I I I agree with you. I mean, and I've been kind of I've been a you know full in in full honesty. You know, I've had Trey Lance sitting on my fantasy offense for the past two seasons. <laughs> kind of hoping okay. to get something from him. So, you know, I have been, like, kind of more on the side. Up until, I will say, up until this last game, I've been on the side of they got to give Trey Lance. Like, like there's no way they're not going to play Trey Lance because they got to see what they have. Um, right. But at, at this point, man, I just, I don't know how you do it with this, with the way this guy is playing. And like you said, that's the genius of this offense is that it's it's not, it's, it's, the quarterback almost isn't the most important position. No, you know what I'm saying. It's just like it that is the that's the genius of it. And like we have not seen. I don't know if we've seen that before, where it's just like the quarterback just like you don't need a guy like Trey Lance who's got a big arm and who's going to be trying to you know hero ball this thing out. Like Josh Allen might not work on this offense. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's just like it's you, you like it's that's not the way this is built. That's not what he wants to do. Um, so like it's it's gonna be insane like what 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 I think you know and I'm it's hard to think what they need to do like I think we're gonna see something that we may never have seen before in the league and that the you know this first round pick that this team trade like traded away so much for you know could they get value just based on that and like move him like it's gonna be so right. interesting to see what they do. It's going to be really interesting to see what they do. And I mean, it just seems like it's a never ending conversation. And I had an episode earlier this year where I kind of went on one of my other rants, you know, forgive me. Um, but <laughs> hey, man, you know, listen, no, I, I, have to, rant, I have to, I have to, I have to, hey, I have to get things off of my chest, man. Hey, um, so I mean, at least that's what my therapist tells me. <laughs> um, so, but you know, I, I said, San Francisco, do something. Do something with your quarterbacks because right now you're looking at three and you don't have a quarterback. Mm -hmm. You know, and this is before Brock Purdy, but I knew that they drafted him. Yeah. You know, even if it was Mr. Irrelevant, if you have Trey Lance, if you waste, if, if, if you picked Trey Lance so high, if you traded for Jimmy Garoppolo, why even draft a quarterback again? Like, why draft another one? What are we doing? You know, do something. Pick one and just move forward. And yeah. if it's the wrong choice, learn from it and move forward again, you know? So, um, it's yeah, tough, I mean, San, hey, San Francisco, yeah, it's it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough decision, but I think the right decision is to move forward with Brock Purdy and to see what value you can get for the other two quarterbacks because I still think that there's value there. And you're looking at some teams who are going to be in need of a quarterback. Absolutely. You got the Buccaneers. Bucks are going to need a quarterback unless if some mm -hmm. way, somehow Tom Brady comes back to Tampa. I don't see it happening. Mm -hmm. You have the potential of Aaron Rodgers what, being traded. You know what I mean? Right. So like to an AFC team, Got to an AFC, AFC team, team. <laughs> to an AFC team. Absolutely now you're just too. getting into it, man. What? What? That's, what that's the rabbit hole. We haven't even finished playoffs. <laughs> well, listen, hey, you know, sometimes this podcast doesn't go exactly, you know, how how it's supposed to be, you know. So, but you're right. That is the off season, and you know what? It's a long off season, so we have a lot to talk about, and we have a lot of news. So, I will save that 
but Aaron Rodgers might be going to Tennessee Titans. I'm just going to put it out there. And then DeAndre Hopkins might join him. I'm just going to say, all right, I'll leave it. All right, I'll leave it. I'll leave it. I'll leave it. So, plot twist is Tampa Bay, baby. <laughs> yeah, we are the retirement home. Just keep on taking it. <laughs> 40. We, if you're not 40, we don't want you. Yeah, you have to be 40 and over in the application. It's going to ask. <laughs> so, do oh you my gosh. Colonoscopy for this interview. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. That would be so fantastic, though, Dude, man. Like, I would insane. love to. That and would be you, so funny. Win another Super Bowl with them. <laughs> oh, man. My goodness. So, all right. Let's talk about it. Theo, I have to say this. I, and this is going to be hard. This is oh, going to be hard oh. because as a Tampa fan, I don't think that people under, understand. Now, Glenn, you can you can back me up on this, but I hate this. Uh, I hate this conversation already. Look, listen, man. As a Tampa fan, you know how how deep the hatred for the Philadelphia Eagles goes. Okay, <sighs> it goes all the way back. It oh, goes yeah. all the way back. All right, but Eagles fans, I apologize. Ugh so painful but i apologize eagles i i i i underestimated you you know i said hey i said last week don't sleep on this giants team they are kind of they they are the scary team in the playoffs right now and you took that (laughs) apparently they were (laughs) they 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 went into philadelphia and they it was not a David versus Goliath, or maybe it was, but Goliath ended up winning this time because the Eagles are, are they for like, I know this is kind of crazy to bring up this question now that they're in the <laughs> NFC championship game. Cause it seems like the answer is obvious, but are the Eagles for real? <laughs> like, should this be a team that we really watch or did they just beat up a team that, mm, Maybe it wasn't, maybe they weren't really, you know, they're not, no offense to the Giants. You know, I hyped them up last week. I believed in them last week. I truly felt that. But I mean, uh, did they belong in the playoffs is the first question. And then second question is, is it a team that's kind of like the Jacksonville Jaguars? They still have a little bit of building to go, but they're in the right, they're, they're going in the right direction, you know? So, I mean, like what, so should we, should we credit the Eagles for beating up on them so bad? Or, I mean, did they do exactly what they should have done to the team that they face? I mean, what, what scenario are we looking at? I mean, I'm, I, you know, speaking of someone that maybe, you know, maybe doesn't, you know, maybe doesn't have necessarily the vitriol t- towards them. Um, Man, I, I have to say, yeah, man. I mean, I honestly, and you know, like you said, last week we both were held in the Giants as this, you know, come from behind team that, hey, maybe they can't, maybe they can beat anyone. You know, maybe, maybe they're this team that, you know, people are looking past and they shouldn't. Um, yeah. I mean, either they prove that they deserved to be looked past or this, <laughs> this Eagles team is legit. And I got to give it to them, man. I got to give it to the Eagles. You know, this, this looks like a complete team to me. This looks like a team that is, that has, an offense that is scary and that can score at any time and a defense that can yeah. shut down, you know, that can, that can do what it needs to do to get off the field. Um, yeah. I, 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 you know, they're, con- they're, they're contenders in this, in this off season, man. And moving forward, I, you know, I'm, 
I personally, you know, and I'll say this, I have, there's a, the reason that I'm not a fan of the Eagles. It's not necessarily because I hate the fan base, but I know the fan base can be like, you know, you know, pretty terrible. There's this one guy, there's just this one guy that I know that is an Eagles fan that, oh man, this, I just, I just want everything terrible to happen to him at all times in, in <laughs> football, in football. Um, but, <laughs> but it's, I, I wish, you know, I, you know, and I went to him and I was like, man, I just, I wish there was more I could say against this team, but no, these guys look legit. They look, they look for real. And any team that kind of comes at them in the mentality of like, oh, well, you know, this is a team that we can beat. They, they're they're going to be in for, in for some trouble. Cause I, yeah, I, I, what I, what I heard explained as, as, as earlier this week is just, they're just a team that is very flexible and they kind of, they, um, they seem to move and, and like adjust to like whatever the game is and, and move well within their different formations and do what they need to do to kind of bring, you know, to bring home that win. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was a, it was a, it was an impressive win and a decisive victory. Once again, I wish it was a better game. You know, I wish the Giants put up a little bit more, but yeah, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer your question with a yeah. I think they're for real, and I, you know, if we're, if we're not careful, like you know, you could end up seeing these guys in the. I'm there. This game coming up is the most interesting one to me. Like, and I, I know that's saying something. We got Burrow against Mahomes. Like that's I know that's probably the biggest game for for everyone else. But man, this game to me is the one that I'm like because I I feel like I have the least gauge on how I feel it's gonna go. Like to me, I kind of feel I'm kind of feeling like the Bengals are are a little bit more of a favorite here. Like I'm feeling like the Bengals have a really good chance to take this one, especially with the Mahomes injury. I'm right. I'm I'm not ready to predict anything of this Eagles 49ers game because we we got so much variables to watch out for on both of these teams. Well, be ready for a prediction, Theo, because that is going to be coming at the end of this podcast. Oh, but yeah. um, yeah, oh I'll yeah, I'll have it ready by then. Man, we have to. We have to. So, all right, uh, Glenn, what's uh, you, you, do you have anything to say? And remember, Glenn. We have to be nice, okay? The Eagles, there you know, they, nice they, they want. I can say about the Eagles. <laughs> God, that sour taste in my mouth from the late 90s and 2000s is still there. Um, you know, I have to say it. They are the team to beat. Yeah. And, God, I'm going to throw up in my mouth. Um, <laughs> the... I have have annoying friends. I've, I've been to games with Philly fans. They... If if any fan is more annoying, no, it's impossible. You can't be more annoying than a Philadelphia Eagles fan. But unless you're a Boston Red Sox fan, God, they show up to every game for no apparent reason. Uh, but that's a different story. So the Giants, they came to play. Um, but when you watch the Eagles, they're ruthless. Yeah, They come yeah. after you. Yeah. They can guard you on defense. Um it's like watching uh what was like the the oh one bucks just like we can come after you we can guard you give me your best and and we're still going to return a touchdown on you Mm -hmm. um the the offense man jalen hurts is a whole different quarterback this year uh they put up the stats during the game like his first two years 
eh, his this year is is complete 180. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a different he's a different quarterback. He still uses his legs. Don't get me wrong, he's very quick, but he can still sling that ball like he was at Alabama and Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Their running backs are very versatile. They can run. They're very fast, and they can catch. Um, A.J. Brown was super upset during the late game, but whatever, dude. You're still probably a number one wide receiver. Um, and then you got you got two Heisman winners on your team, essentially. Um, and Devontae Smith, he may be skinny, but the dude's going to catch almost anything. Like the yeah. fluke uh, sideline catch he didn't have, I was like, oh, he, I, I don't know what that was. Because usually he's a for sure. You throw it down, right. he's going to catch it. Um, not the biggest dude on the field, but still solid hands. It's like you're dealing with a T.O. and Marvin Harrison combo. Almost. Because mm. A.J. Brown, you look at him compared to Devontae Smith, he's huge. Right, yeah. I forgot how big A.J. Brown was. And then you look at Devontae Smith, he's small, but he's got good feet, he's got good hands. He's quick. And I was like, man, this is like a like a T.O. Marvin Harrison combo. That's kind of deadly. And they just man, come that's, out. That's some they... big shoes to fill right there, but I like it. I know, it. but, it, you know, sometimes we're crazy. It's just how it is. Hey, Trust man, me, I love it, man. Hey, that's, that's, that's why we're friends, you know? Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing the Eagles have done all year long, and, and they've only hiccuped maybe a few times, is they come out and they punch you square in the face. Immediately. And, yeah. and then they and they hold you down and yeah. they keep going. And yeah. that's the only reason why I think they are the team to beat. And it's, I want to throw up every time I say that. But um, I thought it was the Bills, but we saw how that played out. But the 49ers defense, I think, is their true test. Yes. It's got to be. That's, I, that is the the stop sign in their tracks, the barricade, the blockade, whatever you want to say. But yeah. if the Eagles come out and start, they start chucking it down the field or running it on them, you know, oh, God, we got to watch another Eagles Super Bowl. But <laughs> – um, they might I, take it. I, I, I don't like they, saying it as a as a hardcore Bucks fan and watching the Eagles succeed. It's almost as bad as watching the Saints succeed. Like, yes, but yes, yeah, they they are the team to beat hands down. I hate saying yeah. that, but they're it's true. Well, I mean, you know what, man, we we're, we like to keep it honest here on this podcast, and so you know, I mean, that is that is the truth, though. I mean, the Eagles. They come out, they'll they'll hit you just like what Glenn said, and then they'll just, I mean, g- good luck keeping up with them because the defense can can keep you out of the end zone. So it is going to be a really interesting game to watch. So we got some great matchups next week. I mean, it's just two games. I'm definitely looking forward to watching those games before we leave, though. Theo, I just mentioned it just a few <laughs> minutes ago. But I'm going to start it off with a, an email from our listener, Blake. Right. Blake is, you know, he's 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 been sending us emails all season, so we appreciate you. If you want to send us emails of your prediction for the Super Bowl and maybe some things that might be going down in the offseason or different talking points or whatever the case may be, you can email us at DNA football talk at gmail.com and we will get those emails and we will talk about them here on the podcast. So Blake, he says, I'm calling it now Bengals versus Eagles for the Super Bowl. Bengals win by 14 and Joe Burrow is the MVP. So let's let's hear it. Theo, I'll start with you. Put you uh, put you on the spotlight. Okay. All right. I, I, I wanna I wanna hear a prediction. 
Super Bowl. I know that we got the the championships games, you know, but ultimately this will basically be what we feel is going to happen next week. So just kind of take us through championship weekend into Super Bowl. Give us your predictions. All right, man. Um, you know, like I said before, man, I, I, I got a feeling, you know, I've, I've, I've just got a feeling about this Bengals team, man. Like I, I feel like they, they went up against the team of destiny and took their destiny. So, you know, now oh. I'm, now I'm just like, I'm, I'm, Man, this Bengals team just kind of seems like, you know, it and, you know, the will, the will of this team and Joe Burrow. Um, yeah, man, I'm going to call I'm going to call a Bengals win this weekend uh, against the Chiefs. Um, do I do I need to give a score to or no? I, I'm not, uh, I, don't know, I don't know if I have a score in mind. Maybe but. a spread. You got a spread like uh, maybe win by three, four. Um. Yeah, let's say win by. Let's say, man, man. I'm. I don't know, man. I think it's gonna be close. I'm. 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 I'm gonna say two. Oh. I'm gonna say, I'm. Yeah, I'm gonna say this. This one is gonna come down to the wire. Um, because you know, let's not forget. Like, I don't want to disrespect Mahomes. I'm not gonna disrespect. You know, I'm not gonna say that. You know, like this is gonna be just because he's got a. You know, like. I think Mahomes has a bit of that will to win too. To just, but they're a little bit less talented, you know. Often, you know, especially offensively than this than this Bengals team. Um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna call I'm gonna call a Bengals a Bengals win and uh, and hey man, I I'm I'm calling what I what I believe is gonna what I what I believe is gonna happen. What I want and what I want to see, which is I want to see 49ers um, take it okay. over. Okay. And get and and get past. So I'm I'm. This is a, a Bengals, 49ers Super Bowl, um, and taking it all. I think I think Bengals win in a in a in a game that is low scoring, and you know nail biting all the way through. And you know I I, I think this is gonna be this is this is gonna be decided. Literally on a kick at the end of the day. I think the 49ers defense is gonna come to play. But you know, we're still at the at the end of the day, we're still talking about a rookie quarterback. And I you know in a with a Super Bowl man for him to do that, that's that's kind of insane. So um give me give me the Bengals um against the 49ers in the Super Bowl and a Bengals win. Okay. Glenn, what you got, man? I'm ready for this one. <laughs> All right. So similar thoughts as Theo. Um, I think let's let's start with the the Chiefs and Bengals, right? I think the Bengals take it. But here's how I think it plays out, though. It's an absolute shootout like the Bills and Chiefs. No overtime, but they just they go basically score for score. Mm-hmm. Or there might be a huge lull somewhere in there. But I still think they go touchdown for touchdown, and it comes down – to a missed field goal or a made field goal, um, a missed field goal by the Chiefs or a made one by the Bengals by one point. The Bengals win by one. Um, it's it's so you're talking redemption like a, to the Super Bowl, like a thirty-one thirty kind of a game. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Or, or potentially in the forties, um, because you got strong Ooh. defenses, but you also have two A plus quarterbacks. Um, 
and I still think Burrow comes out on top to go back to the Super Bowl. Eagles 49ers. I am going to pray every <laughs> single day to watch the Eagles lose. And, and you know what? I'm going to drink the Kool-Aid with Brock Purdy. I know he's an, I know he's a rookie, but I'm going to drink the Kool-Aid anyways. Um, and I'm going to go with the amazing defense of the 49ers taking them to the Super Bowl. Um, they're an absolute animal on the D D line and, and their defensive backs are just got to be in place period. When you got a defensive line, like the 49ers, you, <laughs> you can put anyone back there uh, for secondary unless it's Eli Apple. Um, the Brock Purdy situation, I know he's a rookie, but the dude does not make bad decisions. Uh, Kyle Shanahan said it best. He is the most calm, collected, composed rookie I have ever dealt with. Yeah. And that is not something that is normal. You saw it in Brady. You saw it in Rodgers. You, you definitely saw it in uh, Breeze before he got injured in uh, San Diego. But... <sighs> I think Brock Purdy is their future, and I want to I want to ride the train with Brock Purdy, and I want the Eagles to be absolutely embarrassed at home. That would be the icing on the cake for me. Um, so I got 49ers and the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Um, I don't want to count Joe Burrow out. I think it's a completely closed game, like T- uh, Theo said. But again, you got Brock Purdy. And I know this is going to sound crazy. I think it's Brock Purdy winning them the game on a last drive touchdown and he gets the MVP. I know it's going to be insane. Uh, and I'm, I'm probably like 99% wrong, but if I am right, I'm going to rub it in Dave's face. <laughs> Dang. But yeah, that, that's my, that's my prediction. So you got Mr. Irrelevant hoisting the Lombardi. Hey wow. man, if I could do it in Madden, they can do it in real life. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, the guy's the guy's very consistent. He I mean, he is the ball over. I I get it. Wow. That would be. I that, do that, get that, it. That, that would be. That would be in like we. I always say it, man. I think I said it last week too. It's just the NFL. This is why the NFL is just undefeated. Like the the storyline is just every year. Every year you get to. There's a, there's games you look at, and as long as this thing has been being played, you look at this game and you say, "That has never happened before. I've never right. seen that before." Like that's something that is. I just, I, I, you know, and this, dude, I don't like. I want like, give me it, give me it all day, give me that, you know, give me that chaos. I would love to see it happen. Um, to see uh uh, Mister Irrelevant. Of all people, like I don't know, like they after they after he does that, like they gotta change his name, like they got he got he's gotta get another name after that. I don't know what name they give him, but like you need a, you need a name that's the opposite of Mister Irrelevant that we're gonna call him for the rest of his career. Kurt Warner, that's the name. <laughs> he went undrafted. <laughs> yes, sir. Stocking stocking so to winning his Super Bowl. So you know it's not impossible. You just gotta that give a man a so chance. True, man. And he is on the right path. That Again, is... I'm probably 99% wrong, but still, <laughs> I'm rocking the Brock Purdy train right now. I think he takes it. All right, so we got Theo, you're taking Bengals, 49ers with the Bengals win. Glenn, you're taking 49ers, Bengals with the 49ers win. <sighs> Are you guys forcing me to choose the other teams? What's going on here, man? What's going on here? <laughs> no, All right, hey, let me no, think about this. On, no, I, no, I, I no, no, okay. the team to win it. Let me tell you something. 
I love Brock Purdy. I think he is the guy there. My man. But. <laughs> but. We said it. This is the team to beat, and I don't think that the 49ers have what it what it takes to go into Philadelphia and to bit to, to, to beat the Eagles. So I see the Eagles. Um, and uh, honestly, I see the Eagles in another dominant fashion beating the San Francisco 49ers. I'm gonna go ahead and call it. I think it's going to be um I think it's gonna be 24 to 3. I don't think that the the 49ers are even gonna sniff the end zone. I think the defense of the Eagles is a lot better than what people are making it out to be. And with everything that is going on, I mean, we've seen it. I mean, look at what happened in the um, <clears throat> in the in the game against the Dallas Cowboys. They did. They didn't get into the end zone outside of just but one time. And then, you know, they they drove into the NFC championship game on the on the leg of Robbie Gold. So but I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to give it to the Philadelphia Eagles. I think that Nick Sirianni is probably one of the most underestimate under um valued coach in the league right now because if you look at what he did with the Indianapolis Colts and then after he left the Colts, look at what the Colts offense has been ever since he's left and look what the Eagles have been able to produce. Let's not forget that Nick Sirianni was in the playoffs last year. I know it was a one and done, but he was in the playoffs last year. And so Jalen Hurts again, like what Glenn said, He's a different quarterback. Nick Sirianni has the has the boys rallied. And I mean, come on. It's it's Jason Kelsey. I mean, probably the best center in the league. He's the most lovable player right now in the NFL. I'm gonna give it to the Eagles. Now the Bengals and the Chiefs. I said it before. I'll take Joe Burrow over Patrick Mahomes right now. And in this game, I'm gonna take it. I'm 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 gonna give it to Patrick Mahomes though. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that to pick opposite of you guys. Mm, here's ball. my here's here's my thing. I'll still take Joe Burrow, but what I won't take is the NFL media hyping up the Cincinnati Bengals so much. That they are already handing them the super, handing them the ticket to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I think that the Chiefs are going to come in here with a chip on their shoulder. I think the, I think that you know, Chiefs Kingdom is going to be very loud. Arrowhead is already very loud, and not saying that Joe Burrow can't win under that pressure. I mean, we saw him come back against the Chiefs last year, but I don't think that the Chiefs are going to allow that this year. I don't think it's going to be a a, a complete blowout but I'm going to give the the win to the Chiefs by at least 12. I think that they're going to win by double digits. I think it's going to be a pretty handily win. I think we'll know that the Chiefs are going to win with about four to three minutes left in the game. Mm. When it gets down to the Super Bowl, though, it's going to be the Kelsey Brothers Super Bowl. This is going to be the Super Bowl. This is going to be Super Bowl media that uh, of our dreams with the Kelsey brothers in it. Okay. That's going to be the storyline. And Jason Kelsey has won a super bowl with the Eagles and Travis Kelsey has won a super bowl with the Kansas city chiefs. When it comes down to it though, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to have the Lombardi trophy being hoisted by none other than 
Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts. I think it's their uh, year. God, no. Uh, as much as it as much as it pains me to think, oh, to say man. it, we cannot forget that this team was undefeated at the at, through the first 12 to 13 weeks of the season. This team has shown dominance this entire this entire season. This team comes out and they have the formula to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And what is that formula? Glenn, you mentioned it. They come out fast, they hit you right in the face and then they continue to hold you down until the clock hits zero. That is the formula to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they're going to, going to be able to do that. I don't think that the I don't think Patrick Mahomes wins another Super Bowl for another couple of years. Um so I think that it's going to be Philadelphia Eagles hoisting the Lombardi trophy at the end of the season and I'm going to go ahead and give it to them. I don't know how as a Bucks fan you can say that Look, Gosh, man, I'm already look. I'm out of breath. All right, it it took <laughs> it took a lot for me to say that. Okay, because everything on everything inside of me was telling me no. Okay, like just stop what you're doing. What are you doing? But I have to go with what I'm seeing, and what I'm seeing is the Philadelphia Eagles. We said it. They're the team to beat. I thought that the New York Giants. I thought I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to underestimate them again. I'm riding with Eagles. I underestimated them and that they completely, completely destroyed the Giants 38 to 7. I don't think that Brock Purdy is going to be able to get into the Super Bowl. I love what he's doing there in Philadelphia or in 49ers, but I just don't think he's going to be able to do it. And again, I don't like how the media has already given the ticket to the Super Bowl to the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't think that that is the formula to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't like it. So I'm going to go ahead. Kansas City Chiefs versus Philadelphia Eagles. And I don't see Patrick Mahomes winning. I feel like I'm doing that on purpose because your past predictions have been wrong. So I feel like this is a purposeful (laughs) thing. (laughs) See, okay. Okay. Hold on now really quick. I've been, I've been, okay. Yeah, no, I, I've, I've actually been horrible this year in my predictions. So, Hey, maybe, maybe you've read between the lines, Glenn, maybe you figured me out. (laughs) We shall see. Time, time will tell. Well, we hope you guys, if your team is still in it, we hope that you guys have a great weekend. We hope that you are able to witness your team going to the Super Bowl and ultimately hoisting that Lombardi trophy. And then you get to go to the parade, and that's the best part about it. So unless if you're in Tampa, we still own the best parade. Just got to say it, the Bow Parade, undefeated. But that's not going to happen this year, so time will tell on what is going to happen. But we hope you guys had a great week. We hope you guys have a great weekend and a week following. And um, Theo, Glenn, I can't thank you gentlemen enough for joining me on this week's episode. And uh, I think, now you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but let's go ahead and we can maybe enlighten our listeners to um, maybe uh, expecting you to moving forward. Is that is that safe to say? Where are we at? Where are we at? Hey man, you know don't don't have to pull my arm. <laughs> I'm here, man. I'm I mean, loving it, man. I, I, I appreciate it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I like that. I think I like that answer better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> eh, eh, uh, it's uh, all right. I'll, 
I'll be here. Um, you know, All right. I'll, begrudging. I'll, I'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no, I'm enjoying. I've enjoyed the time with you both. You know, I'm looking forward to talking more with you guys as we continue to to move forward, man. And as we get through this season, and we look forward to, you know, hopefully another another great season of football. Yes. Yeah, the off season is going to be long, but let's enjoy the final few weeks of football that we have. Absolutely. And uh, you know what? Just just soak it up because when we're in the heart of the off season, man, oh, you know, I mean, I just turn on NFL Network, and you know, usually they come in clutch with uh, you know some game of the weeks, you know, replays. So it's just like oh, football, you know. Um, so, but I mean, I know that my wife is happy when it's not football season. I'm sure that you yep. two can relate to that. Absolutely. Um, so, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, no, I just want to come on back, you know. <laughs> I got a tough schedule with uh, dealing with the army and everything once in a while, so just got to schedule it out, man. We'll be good, yeah, yeah man. Sounds good. Well, I have enjoyed uh, this episode, I've enjoyed every episode that I have been on. If you are a loyal listener, um, we appreciate you guys rocking with us through all the ebbs and flows of what is starting a podcast and getting it out there to you guys. But we appreciate you guys. If you like us, follow us on social media. We are most active on Twitter, and that is at talk underscore DNA, and that is on Twitter. And then, of course, if you want to email us, it's dnafootballtalk at gmail.com. Theo, Glenn, do you have anything for the beautiful people before we leave? Hey, man, let's enjoy some football, you guys. Good, you know, good luck to your teams and, you know, happy to be here. We'll, we'll be back next week. Well, yeah, it's just been a pleasure. Uh, first episode being on with you guys and I've listened for a long time uh, since your first episode. And it's just it's it's nice to be on with you guys. Uh, certainly a pleasure. And I look forward to being on hopefully in the future too. Uh, talking football is is always fun. I know my wife's a football fan too but she definitely likes it when it's not football season two uh so yeah gentlemen uh and everyone listening uh appreciate everything that you guys do uh so just glad to be a part of it yeah we love you guys we appreciate y'all support and uh we will see you next thursday Have-